<clears throat> I left my bulletin in the back. It's my turn, right? Is it? Okay. All right. Uh, Second Baptist Church is just an amazing congregation. We would not be listed among the nation's largest churches, uh, but we have such a group of learned, interested, expressive people uh, that it makes teaching Sunday school and working with Sunday school and all that stuff so amazing. I love, I don't, I don't teach a class. I sit in a class and ask one question at the beginning and the class takes off without me. That's how my class works and uh, uh, enjoy it so much. And I would simply say, Jerry and my approach to church and state and how that functions, I don't know that we've answered any questions. I just know that Tony Campolo said, mixing church and state is like mixing manure and ice cream. It doesn't do much for the manure, but it certainly ruins the ice cream. So, having said that, let's get going. Chris Halligan and Jessica Reinel are members of the Mount Zion Secondary School Choir in Waterford, Ireland. Jessica is actually a student at Ursuline, but sings with Mount Zion whenever she can. Mount Zion is a small intercity boys' school with less than 300 students. The small school has no budget for music, so the choir practices during the lunch hour with a choir director who is paid by a grant from the National Lottery. The choir performs at events in the city of Waterford, city of about 50,000. They sing in nursing homes and in elementary schools. They busk in the town center. They are quite good as they rap, sing, pop, classical, and Irish tunes. This past December, they were doing a Christmas concert at the St. Patrick Community Center in Waterford. The outside of the building looks like a small church. It's not a big venue at all. A couple days before the concert, Chris approached the choir director and asked if he and Jessica could sing a duet at the program. They wanted to sing Shallow, the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper song from A Star is Born. The choir director signed off, and Chris and Jessica were set to perform. Because of their schedules, the two teenagers only had an opportunity to practice the song together once. On the night of the concert, the crowd size was okay. It wasn't Queen at Wembley Stadium, more like families and friends of the performers. The concert itself was very laid back with most of the students wearing Christmas t-shirts or sweaters. Chris was wearing a blue sweatshirt with an image of Santa and Jesus with their arms around each other on it. Jesus was flashing the peace sign. It came time for Chris's, Chris and Jessica's duet. They stood in front of the choir 
with the microphones on stands before them. The music started. Chris began as he sang the Bradley Cooper part. He was really good. His voice is, is just super nice, and he sang with the right amount of pathos. And then Jessica began to sing the Lady Gaga part. So sweet. And then where Lady Gaga ratchets up in the original, Jessica turns it on, and it is profound. It is moving. It literally takes you aback. The audience connected with these two young performers and were mesmerized by their rendition of the song. Later, there was surprise expressed by both Jessica and Chris that so many people in the audience were crying while they sang. The next day, the Mount Zion Choir posted the video of Jessica and Chris to the choir's Facebook page. And the video exploded. Videos go viral when people watching them share them and others watch them and share them and others watch them and share them and on and on and on it goes. Jessica and Chris's rendition of Shallow was a viral sensation. The kids, the choir, the whole school were overwhelmed by the response. In one month, from the time of the performance to the beginning early part of May, the video of two teenagers singing to a small crowd in a small venue in Ireland had 43 million views on the internet. 43 million. And that was in January. I don't know what it is since then, but I'm just curious, is anybody here among the 43 million? Has anybody seen this video? It rocks, doesn't it? Yeah. You should check it out. Go to YouTube and search for Jessica Reinel, R-E-I-N-L, Shallow. And uh, it'll be the very first thing that comes up. Take a look. It's a weird world where two anonymous kids from a small school in a small city in Ireland become overnight sensations. I wonder what some of our favorite biblical accounts might look like if folks had iPhones and access to the internet back in the day. Imagine the video of Jesus stilling the storm with his voice. Wouldn't you want to just watch that? Imagine watching the feeding of the 5,000 as the iPhone uh, shakes and moves around the crowd as they keep eating the fish and the bread. Imagine seeing the preaching of the Sermon on the Mount. Mm, kind of exciting just to think about it. Now imagine if John had his apocalyptic vision in 2019 and record a video of it. How many views might the scene described in Revelation chapter 5 get? Here's John's words as he describes what he saw. I looked again. I heard a company of angels around the throne, the animals, and the elders. Ten thousand times, ten thousand their number. Thousand after thousand after thousand in full song. And the song, the slain lamb is worthy 
Take the power, the wealth, the wisdom, the strength. Take the honor, the glory, the blessing. Then I heard every creature, let me say it again, then I heard every creature in heaven and earth, in underworld and and sea, join in, all voices in all places, singing to the one on the throne, to the Lamb, the blessing, the honor, the glory, the strength, for age after age after age. The four animals called out, oh yes, the elders fell to their knees and worshiped. Just imagine that as a visual. Oh my. Millions of angels, all of creation, in loud and boisterous song, praising the one who is worthy of honor and glory. It's really interesting the way Revelation 5 ends up because in the beginning of the chapter, John isn't looking for a lamb that is slain. He's looking for a lion. He's looking for the lion of Judah. But he didn't find a lion. He found a lamb. A lamb that was slain, killed, slaughtered, depending on your translation. Now, when I think of a slaughtered lamb, apart from religious connotations, I'm a little sad. I have pity on the dead animal. I am reminded of that animal's inherent weaknesses. It is a lamb that is slain. So I am thinking of its innocence. I understand the reality of sacrifice and the death of this poor thing, and it still makes me a little mad. John was looking for a lion, fierce, ferocious, stately. What he discovered was the opposite. He found a lamb, a lamb that was slain. So many who had followed Jesus were hoping for a lion, fierce and ferocious in the execution of justice as many hoped Jesus would lead a revolution against the oppressors. But God is a God of the opposite. The lion they expected to find in Jesus turned out to be a lamb, a lamb that called on people to live lives of kindness and love and respect. A lamb that would say, turn the other cheek, walk the extra mile, quit judging. A lamb that would literally literally (laughs) be led to slaughter. Only to overcome the slaughterer's intention with new life and new hope. And so this lamb, who they thought was slaughtered, is worthy of praise and honor as the one who truly begins a revolution that matters, a revolution of love, of sacrifice, of kindness, a revolution of joy, of hope, of faith, a revolution of acceptance, of grace, of mercy. The Lamb is worthy of our praise. Sing it out. Amen.